0: Fragasso Financial Advisors is committed to providing lifelong financial guidance. If you are a financial advisor with similar views, you have an opportunity. Grow your business, your firm name, your clients, and gain time to focus on your vision. Call 412-227-3200 or visit FragassoPartners.com today.
1: Investment advice offered by investment advisor representatives through Fragasso Financial Advisors. A registered investment advisor.
0: Now in case you didn't know, you know what is almost here. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Melikilikimaka is a thing to say on a
1: bright wine Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know
0: that Christmas
1: will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikillikimaka is the wise way to say Merry Christmas
0: to you. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. My wife and I were talking over the weekend just how, how rapidly Christmas is sneaking up on us which means another entire year is almost behind us. 2020 seems in some ways like a distant memory and, and 2021 feels like it never got started. But here we are, here we are ready to to look at another year going behind us and a new year ahead of us. And and today on the program, I have, I've got some news stories, some updates, some of these stories would just make you shake your head and go, you got to be kidding. Has it come down to this? And other stories you may even find a tad humorous to think that some people in politics and so-called science and, and the news industry and the social media industry think we're really that stupid. But I'll share them anyway. And this week, I'm just beginning to change the focus a little bit. I'm going to have, uh, like I say, a lot of news to share. I'm going to share some on the program today, some some updates, some projects that people have been asking about. And also, I'm going to look at some of the email and share a few things that some of you have have shared with me. Uh, since I've asked you to let me know what stations you're listening to and, and why it's been important to find out. And it's been really a, an encouragement to me, number one, just so you know. Thank you. Anybody that's taken time to date, and please, I want to do this all month. If you listen on radio or as a podcast, doesn't matter, I would love to know how you listen. If you listen as a podcast, let me know that it is a podcast. And maybe, maybe you use iTunes or some other uh, format. Let me know. Are you going to our webpage to to find the podcast? Are you listening on shortwave radio or domestic radio? And if it's on shortwave, roughly where do you live? You know, like what state? I say you live in Missouri, maybe you live in Montana, maybe you live in, in Pennsylvania. Let me know roughly where you live and what time of the day you listen and what station or what frequency. And this will help me as I'm trying to look at 2022 to find where people are listening, how to increase the number of listeners to this program. I think 2022, in my opinion, is going to be a fascinating year. I think with the election coming up in the United States, not that I we're ever going to solve all our problems at a, bar, at a ballot box. I've been saying this for, for quite a long time. There's so many people that thoroughly believe we can solve all of America's problems at the ballot box. We can fix inflation at the ballot box. We can fix injustice or crime at the ballot box. We can fix our moral standing at the ballot box. Well, 2022 is going to mark 50 years that I've been voting. That's right, 50 years. It was 1972, the year that I first voted in, a, in any kind of election. And that year happened to be a presidential election. And so I've been waiting for 50 years to totally fix the country. And, and so I've come to conclude it's not going to happen. We may slow things down, but until people's lives and hearts are changed, until people have a different focus, until we can let, honestly call the insanity we see the insanity that we see, and not be put down, sued, made fun of, banned on social media, we've got a long ways to go, and the ballot box is just one tiny aspect. Really... The fact that we are where we are today, when you look at some of the elections over the past 50 years, a lot of what I see doesn't surprise me, especially in some states. And so we have a heart issue. We have a a spiritual issue, not an election issue, though elections do need to be secure. No doubt in my mind, uh, if anybody thinks that the election in Georgia, for example, was thoroughly above board and honest, and that Joe Biden won, I have some wonderful, inexpensive, oceanfront property in Arizona that I'd be thrilled to sell you. It didn't happen. What I really believe happened in Georgia, this is just my opinion, I was spending a lot of time there, that Brian Kemp was not a great fan of the president, and definitely uh, Raffensperger, the uh, Secretary of State, Didn't want to be sued by Stacey Abrams, so he capitulated and cut some real sleazy deals that allowed all these ballot boxes all over Fulton County, always in Democrat counties, by the way, too, all these pickup boxes, and there are some stories out there about a a few boxes, one that had just a handful of people use it, but somehow it had 19,000 ballots in it. Who put them in there? So there are a lot of stories like that, but Brad will tell you everything's fine in Georgia. We need to fix our elections. We need to hold people accountable. And if anybody tried to cheat even by one vote, they need to be prosecuted, taken to court, and if found guilty, put in prison. You don't go stealing people's votes. You don't go having fraudulent elections. But I know they've been going on for since the beginning, probably, of... Of this country in some places. Some other stories that are kind of annoying me today. And this one came out over the weekend. Twitter. The place where you go to watch mental midgets discuss things with each other primarily. Twitter has quietly updated its COVID-19 misleading information policy. Ah, yes. Twitter has a very thorough COVID-19 misleading information policy. And, and here's what they want to do. And I read this and I, I'm going, you got to be kidding. They want to impose new sanctions on tweets about vaccines, PCR tests, and health authorities. These sanctions include removing and labeling tweets and both types of sanctions will result in twitter users accruing strikes on their account which can lead to permanent suspension <laughs> oh oh you got to love twitter i mean like i say in 240 some odd characters you know 288 characters you're supposed to be able to vent your mind And maybe it's a good thing, you know, fine, if the left would like to live on Twitter, if all the extreme leftists want to go to an echo chamber, go to Twitter. I'm not going to bother arguing anymore with anybody there. It's not worth your time, and it's not worth those that run the place and some of their reprobate ideas. Here's what it said. While the top of Twitter COVID-19 misleading information policy page states overview, November 2021, a December 2nd archive of the page shows that the page was updated uh, around and a few things were added on December the 2nd. And the most notable change to the COVID-19 misleading information policy that was noticed was relating to claims about now, now, now. hang on here, whether vaccinated people can spread the coronavirus, okay? They're calling that misleading, that vaccinated people can spread the coronavirus. The policy now states that Twitter will label tweets with corrective information and give a user a strike if they claim the vaccines can cause you to be sick, spread the virus, or could be more harmful than getting COVID-19. Well, that's a fact. Even the CDC Twitter Twitter, even the CDC admits one thing. The vaccines do not stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19. That's a fact. That's an undisputed fact except at Twitter and a few of the mainstream media outlets and the White House where President Reprobate, I mean Biden, believes somehow that it's a magic cure for everything. I'm surprised it doesn't get rid of gout, bad breath, and ingrown toenails, the way you'd hear it, hear it spoken about at the White House. Well, let's see what we do. What do we know about these vaccines? Like I say, all of the data is perfectly clear. I don't care if you go to Israel. The United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Spain, Germany, India, a bunch of other nations, Ireland, I'm looking at some of their data. There's one thing we know, one thing that is indisputed. These vaccines will not stop you from spreading the virus. Yet that could be considered by Twitter, the expert of everything Yeah, they believe in multiple genders, too. They believe genders are just transitory. You just change on a dime at Twitter. And if you try to say that genders are really, uh, you know, given at birth, oh, you're just a mean, hateful person. And the COVID-19 vaccine stops the spread. And if you post what Twitter describes as false or misleading information... That people who have received the vaccine can spread or shed the virus, symptoms or immunity to unvaccinated people. That's verboten. That means that if I was to go to the Center for Disease Control's own website. and, And I quote what the Center for Disease Control and Prevention's website says. And I quote. Vaccinated people can still become infected and have the potential to spread the virus to others. Twitter will call that misinformation and take it down if you or I put it up there or anybody else. So in other words, maybe they need to correct all the posts at the CDC. Because the CDC now says it, which, which makes you have to wonder, why do people like Joe Biden, the president, Kamala Harris, the vice president. Virtually every reprobate Democrat mayor from Lori Lightfoot to to de Blasio in New York. Gavin Newsom, governor of California. Why are these people so determined to vaccinate everything that moves, even if they have their way? Little babies. What is what is the reason and and why do you have to have this vaccine passport to go shopping in some places to go to go out to eat if the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting or spreading the virus if it and by the way if you look at the numbers it's the vaccinated people that are spreading it more than anybody else right now and it appears according to many scientists that it's the vaccinated people that are causing Many of these variants that seem to be occurring. A couple of weeks ago, I had a a wonderful time to sit down and I'm I'm still trying to arrange to have this doctor on the radio program. He took care of a COVID-19 ward, well versed on viruses, even endured COVID-19 himself. And he has some very firm opinions about the vaccine, about treatments and everything else. And it makes no sense to him that we're still using an emergency use authorization vaccine in light of the fact that we have plenty of known workable treatments. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, just to name two, among others vitamin D levels that are depressed in many people, especially when you lock them up indoors and say, stay inside or you're gonna die. Gotta stay inside now. Can't go out. May have COVID. Yeah, so so you need the vitamin D, but they want you to stay locked up. You know, close the window, close the drapes. COVID may get in. You may spread it if you sneeze at the window. The insanity in Australia. And that's all I can call it is insanity. The government in Australia, those that are pushing these mandates, they are morally reprobate. They are intellectually deceived and they are spiritually bankrupt. And I make no bones about it. And I I pull no, I give no apology for saying what I said. I'm just stating obvious facts. It's not even a judgment call. I am talking about what they are doing is insanity. I saw so Twitter. Twitter is going to another change. They're going to start giving a strike to and la- to labeling the tweets of users that use research and statistical findings to make claims contrary to health authorities like Fauci. <laughs> yeah, so if you catch Fauci in a lie, you're the fault. You're making the false claim, and trying to find Fauci in a lie is like shooting fish in a barrel. If it decides that the claim misrepresents research or statistical findings pertaining to the severity of the disease, prevalence of the virus or effectiveness of widely accepted preventative measures, treatments or vaccines. Now, previously, Twitter said it would sanction what they deemed to be false or misleading information about research findings. But now it's any finding from in other words, let me give you a good example. And I'm just thinking out loud here, about a week or so ago, I think I shared with you that Oxford University in England, they had put together a very intensive study on the efficacy of wearing a face covering. You know, face mask, face diaper, whatever you want to call it. They wanted to know, and they wanted to have some real evidence, not just guesstimations, or maybe this might work kind of stuff. So they did an extensive study that lasted, I think it was six or seven months. I'm thinking seven months stands out of my mind. And we're not talking a couple of people, we're talking lots of people. And they carefully monitored these people, their face mask wearing habits. And look, you know and I know, there's some people out there, that they, they, they are outside by themselves and they're wearing a face mask. Driving a car, they wear a face mask. Walking everywhere, they wear a face mask. And in a grocery store, they might wear two and stare at people like, stay away from me, you virus-infected person. And so they did the research to find out what does a face covering do? So what did this... What did this university that's been around a long time discover from their extensive study? When the evidence came in and the data was tabulated, it stated they can't see where a face mask does any good, either in helping you from getting it or you from spreading it. They can't find any, there's no statistical difference. It's the same. Your odds of getting or spreading they're the same. How could that be? Dr. Fauci said wear three, maybe four, maybe ten. But apparently the magic mask, it's a magic, it, it's pure magic. It, it, it's got to be magic because apparently it's supposed to stop COVID. And there's elementary school in Portland, Oregon, another bankrupt city, morally, spiritually, ethically, politically. Education system, they're woke as woke can be. And I'm just going to come out and say it, damned as damned can be in the presence and eyes of God for what they do. Little kindergartners told us sit outside on buckets, 40 degree weather, socially distance, wearing face coverings. Because they're scared about that virus, you know, they're going to kill the teachers, little kindergartners. They're there to kill, you know, Miss Smith, our teacher. She's, you know, if she, if we don't wear a face covering and we get too close, she's going to fall over and die. And then the guys with the hazmat suits are going to run into the classroom and drag her out. And they got to find another teacher. Now, we, we've come to the point of craziness. Now, I've never said, and I, I'm not saying now that there's, that this is not a dangerous disease. There's lots of dangerous diseases out there. But the mega multiplied millions of United States deaths that were supposed to occur, oh, I don't know, by, la- by the summer of 2020, forget 2021, never occurred. And so all the lockdowns were based on fraudulent data, misinformation, garbledygook, you know, predictions from Imperial College, which has never gotten it right yet, from some idiotic professor that claimed to have a software that he wrote that could predict all this stuff, and it failed to work. Hasn't worked yet. But we're still running around acting like the numbers were correct to begin with. Now, in addition to this, Twitter will give users two strikes and remove their tweets if they claim vaccines approved by health agencies such as Pfizer's Corm- Cormanity vaccine did not actually receive full approval authorization, and therefore they're untested, experimental or somehow unsafe. And that appears to be a reference to a criticism of a footnote by the FDA's full authorization document for both the Pfizer by NTCRMANADI Corm- uh, vaccine which revealed that the FDA had extended the emergency use authorization for the same vaccine. (laughs) And and we we talked about that over the summer. I listened, I watched the press conference, I downloaded all the material, and, and I can remember saying to myself, something doesn't smell right about this. I think we're being hoodwinked. Talked to a listener of this program, I think the very same night of that, of that press conference, and he had noted the same thing. And the more we looked and the more we dug in, the more we found out, you you talk about bait and switch, the Texas two-step, whatever you want to call it. The FDA figured a way to get on television with a smile and lie to the American people, lie through their teeth. People on CNN that night of that press conference and the White House, and MSNBC, and all the big networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. The FDA approves the Pfizer vaccine. FDA approved. FDA tested. FDA safe. And I listen to people. I'm watching, you know, social media comments on news stories. And there are all these people saying, well, I'm glad I I waited a little bit. I'm going to take the FDA approved vaccine. Well, they go to the Walmart store, you know, one of the biggest purveyors of the jab. And they go in there and they say, I want the Pfizer. And as they sign the piece of paper, they don't read it. They don't realize that they have no right to sue because they are still getting the emergency use authorized vaccine. Good luck finding an FDA approved at Walmart. It doesn't exist. Yet people in the United States believed a lie. It was so perfectly packaged. And the media was in on it. They smiled about it. And it was a fraud. An absolute, unmitigated fraud. The type of fraud that people should be taken to court for misrepresentation, sued, lose their jobs, lose their pensions, lose it all for what they did to the American people. I have a problem with some of these pharmaceutical companies. I know that many of them have, over the years, made some very wonderful and needed products, but the attitude at the top is we don't want cures, we want customers, and we want them at all cost. And now we have a way, for example, the connections with so many of these patents with with Dr. Fauci's organization, NIH, and and Dr. Ralph Barrick, um, and and over at. University of North Carolina and other places there's something that is just really not adding up and and we find these emails from 2015 where Dr. Fauci's organizations are talking with a company called Moderna that had yet to produce a product maybe they can come up with a maybe they can use they can develop an mRNA vaccine for a coronavirus you know, like a bat-induced coronavirus? And we can do some gain-of-function studies to see if we can have an effective uh, uh, vaccine for a bat-induced coronavirus. Any of this beginning to sound... <laughs> any of this making sense to you? Are you seeing the connections between the NIH and, and the University of North Carolina and then the money that flowed through... EcoHealth Alliance and other organizations. And you wonder how Operation Warp Speed, it was already started 2015, two years before Trump even took office. They've been working on this stuff in the background. So now Twitter, so when you talk about stuff that we know that's true, well, that's, you know, they're, they're, they're going to sanction all this false and misleading information because it's true. I mean, we can't have truth out there. It will make the administration in Washington look like a bunch of boneheaded losers. And he claims that the vaccines can be dangerous and have adverse effects. Can't say that. That's two strikes, man. Tweets that incite fear or misrepresent the ingredients or contents. You know, whose label? The one that Twitter has decided they're going to use or the one that's on the label? Tweets that that mischaracterize the nature and the science behind messenger RNA vaccines and how they work. In other words, if you tell the truth, you got a strike or two. And tweets that claim the vaccines can alter genetic code. Who? Well, guess what? Many doctors claim that they can, and they're beginning to look for the evidence. So in other words, you might get suspended. You might have a seven-day account lock, But you want to know something? If you spent a week away from Twitter, just one solid week away from Twitter, I think you'd be better off mentally, physically, and spiritually. There is a concerted effort among so much of the media to work tandem, hand-in-hand hand, with a with certain political operatives and parties. Truth is no longer important. Honesty is no longer important. Integrity has been tossed out the window. It's all about the agenda. And the deeper I get into this, it's like all this response to the new variant. And and the folks in South Africa are screaming their head off trying to say we've seen this variant. Its symptoms are rather mild. It can be treated. And yet we act like this is the bubonic plague and it's sweeping across the globe and we're listening to fools, absolute fools. At places like Moderna saying, oh, for this variant, we're going to develop a three-shot routine. So what they're saying is, if you've already been vaccinated, you had your first shot, your second shot, now you're on your booster shot. Then you need three of these shots, and then next year, another booster shot, you're going to be at seven shots by April, or maybe maybe February or March at the rate we're going. They lied to us on Every bit of it, every step of the way. And does the vaccine stop the you you getting or spreading, acquiring, or what have you? No, it does not. The FDA says it, but Twitter says you can't, you're not allowed to tell that truth. It's a truth we don't want to hear. It's an inconvenient truth to us. We're backing our power play. Besides that, we don't want Trump back. And so on and on it goes. Now in a couple of moments I want to tell you some of the things we're working on. Hard to believe this week and next we're going to be right at Christmas and realizing you know not this Friday but next Friday is Christmas Eve. I, I haven't decided what I want to do for the weekend or Christmas program. Of course it'll be something special and I, I'm, I'm going to think and pray about that. A lot is going on behind the scenes and right now you know, it's fun doing a news oriented radio program like this. I don't mind doing it at all. i really I really do enjoy it. And it brings back memories of years ago when I was actually a talk show host taking your phone calls at one point in my career. But the thing that i I miss the most in my life, and the thing I need to be developing and working hand in hand with this program, is the ministry side. I believe that twenty twenty two is going to be an opportunity we haven't seen in a long time for sharing the gospel, uh, helping churches that almost fell apart during the this twenty some odd months of or maybe twenty one months now of all this pandemic stuff. We need a better plan. We need to be better prepared. And, and I look at the ministry that I have in this radio program and also, in church ministry and I need to get back to finding a way to make a balance between the two but right now I'm a little bit out of balance because I'm trying to spend some time and this is going to go on for a while uh, in, on, a, on a project in helping one of the short wave stations this will give us more opportunity, more frequencies I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to God that I have this engineering experience It was so much a part of my life long before ministry and that I'm able to do this and so pray for me as I try to get through these next weeks ahead of us The to the end of this year uh, we made significant progress last week on this one project I mean oh my back can feel it because I remember I'm, I'm not 30 some odd years of age anymore it's been a long time but it's been a lot of fun so your prayers are appreciated uh, and your encouragement and, and also, I want to thank people like Jim Calhoun that have stepped up and been able to take some of the stress off me during this time of doing this other technical work. Can't wait till we get it all put together. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about this. But airtime is still not free. And we can always use your help. And if you can, if you can help, you can make a check payable to ancient word radio you can also go to our website truth the number two ponder.com all the information is there at the website and even ways to help us out financially um, online but if you prefer to write a check make it out to ancient word radio mail to truth to ponder 5753 highway 85 north number 3248 that's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman, the lender, coming up.
1: Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish void. Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now a king had two sons to see which one would wear the crown. He gave them each the same amount of money to see which would have more money at the end of five years. Whoever had the greater amount would have the crown. Well, The older son kept the money, watched it, guarded it, bought expensive possessions with it, kept all the money and the possessions locked up in the mansion. The younger son just gave the money away without getting anything back. Soon he had little money left over. He lived poorly. At the end of five years, which had more money? The older son? No, the younger. See, the younger gave his money away to money lenders. When he got it back, it came back with interest. So the one who saw his treasure all the time added nothing, ultimately lost it. But the one who let go of his treasure had everything. So with you, when you give to the Lord in his work, it looks like you're giving away. You're parting from what you have, but it's the opposite. It says he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. The Lord will repay. It looks like you're just giving it away, but the Lord is going to repay with interest. Actually, the only way you can have something forever is to give it to God. The Lord wants you to be rich in everything. How? Give, 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 give purely, give joyfully, give with all your heart. You'll be greatly blessed in this life and you'll have treasures in heaven. For he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord shall repay. Ask for treasures in heaven. Now, would you like to receive some special daily meditations teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week, updates on Israel and prophecy, a free subscription to Sapphires, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it, that's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. That's how we give to the Lord, and it's the greatest thing we could ever do. So just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll touch the world. That's Y E S. -S 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 H-U-A-1. You can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644 It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644 Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, give and it shall be given to you. Shalom alechem, my friend in Messiah. Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Monday. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. When I hear that music, my mind goes back to my childhood. And I'm thinking, as a young child, we're talking late 50s, early 1960s, living in Long Island, New York. How has it got close to Christmas? All the beautiful lights and the memories, the trees, the choir practices. How many people can remember what the stores were like then and the people were like then? Even in my childhood, I could never conceive of the day where Christmas became such a, a divisive event. But today it is. Lawsuits over manger scenes, and I, I never would have conceived that in the 1960s, even the 1970s. Going to stores fully decorated, the snowstorms that would start rolling in, especially when you lived in upstate New York. So there, there's some memories all of us may have about Christmas. And as we get closer to to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we'll share a few thoughts on the memories of Christmas. I know christmas 2020 for many was a very difficult time we tried to make it as enjoyable as possible and many parts of the world the grinch that stole christmas commonly known as dr anthony fauci's at it again or angela merkel whoever's in in germany these days everybody wants to lock you down in austria they oh no we're afraid of the virus forget the savior we don't believe that jesus can save you from the virus Matter of fact, the baby Jesus may get the virus. This is how they're thinking. So we'll talk about some memories of Christmas past and and hoping for a wonderful and blessed Christmas present. Now, two quick stories you may have missed, but I'm going to make it quick. And this one really goes back to like a year ago. Now, this goes back to 2020 and and after a year here we we are looking for some answers i mentioned georgia before when you review the results of the georgia election indicates more corruption than reported to the to the to i mean we've ever heard on election night 2020 that's a year plus a guy by the name of ralph jones he's seen on a video camera pulling out biden ballots from under a table you know, in Fulton County, reports of a total of one hundred and thirty five hundred and seventeen absentee ballots received, with eighty six thousand one hundred ninety one counted, which would only leave forty four thousand some odd ballots left to to count, plus any other ballots received on eleven three. Now, although. When the totals are reported by the guy that pulled out all the ballots from under the under the table, when he reports his totals, it is past the cutoff time to even accept any new absentee ballots, like they would come in the mail days or whatever later. But when his report comes out, here's the problem. There's now 146,994 total absentee ballots received, That equals 16,477 additional ballots received sometime that should never have been added. Did they come out of these drop boxes? Did they come out of the things under the table? At a rate of 3,000 ballots processed per hour, times the five machines that were at the State Farm Center, you could only process 15,000 ballots per hour. And Ralph Jones said there were only 44,326 ballots remaining. At a rate of 15,000 per hour, roughly 3 hours. But instead the it went this counting went on for days. And on the next day in the afternoon the public information officer for Democrat-run Fulton County reported that Fulton County uh, had found 74,000 absentee ballots, which is, it goes on and on, and Corbett reported 67,000 ballots. In other words, the numbers have still never added up, and they still do not add up to this day. And so... And so we are still waiting for the outcome, really, of Georgia, that the whole state was. So you've had, there were four different amounts of total absentee ballots reported in two days, ranging from 128,000 to 146,000. And considering that there were only about 10,000 votes in question in that election, I would be concerned that just that one county tipped the balance. And I still claim that there's fraud. I don't care what Rafsenberger says. I don't care what Kemp says. You don't cut deals with Stacey Abrams. You just don't do it. Now, getting to another story that I thought was rather fascinating. Once again, our friends in social media. And, and, and Facebook has got a lot of whatever you want to call it to say this. They, they are not liable for false fact checks used to censor because that's protected opinion. <laughs> so wh- when the fact checker takes something you put on Facebook that is true down because, well, you know, it, it's protecting speech from the fact checkers. These fact checkers are about as phony as they come. I put stuff up that is true. That we know is true proves to be true. And they constantly try to say, well, it's questionable information. So Facebook now is protecting their phony fact checkers, even when they're not factual. And the phony fact checkers' phony lies are now protected opinion. But when you write something, (laughs) you know, and they decide, the fact checker decides, you know, it's not true. Well, you have no recourse, but, you know, but they'll protect the, the phony fact checkers. This, this is, look, if you're looking for honesty and integrity, you do not look at social media platforms. You do not look at the Zuckerbergs and their new Meta platform. Do you understand what Meta is all about? I want you to stop and think about this one for just a moment with me. I saw this very creepy video. And you need to look for it. And this is Mark Zuckerberg, you know, the head of Facebook, the mega billionaire. And he's talking about this new world called Meta. Facebook is for old fogies now. You you understand that Facebook is moving into old fogey land. Grandmas and their their grandkids and, and pictures of cats. We're moving into another world a world called Meta, M-E-T-A. It is a virtual world. And, and imagine how wonderful your life is going to be, living it mostly in a virtual world. You get up in the morning and you put on your goggles, your electronic viewfinder goggles, and earphones, and you, you magically check in to work without ever leaving your home and everybody's working around in a virtual reality sounds like a permanent lockdown to me but you get to pretend you're somewhere else not a good way to get vitamin d either but this is the world we're heading toward where we become at one with the machine And I think we lose a lot of our heart and soul. Look, there's nothing wrong with machines in and of themselves. It's what we decide to do with those machines. That's important. I use a computer to produce this radio program. If I tried to put this program together the old-fashioned way with a reel-to-reel tape recorder, a razor blade, and splicing tape, I'd be lucky to get one program done per week. It just wouldn't be feasible. And then to have to mail tapes. So there is some good that can be found in our technology today. Technology is not evil. Technology is not evil in and of itself. It's the person using that technology and what they decide to do with that technology. That is, that is your, your, your primary concern. So where do you get your information from? I know a lot of people have been writing of late saying, I get some information from your program. And listen, there's some excellent sources out there. Uh, one of my friends, and you know who I'm talking about, many of you, Edward Zoll. Uh, he and his partner, Lauren Witzke, is pro- they're producing a, a news program each week. And you can look for it. And I highly recommend it, and you can let them know that I referred you to them. Crosstalk News. You know, I look, my this program is more commentary and and trying to find things for you that you don't find in a lot of other places. And some of the absurdity. That's my purpose in this. But it also there's another part of this program, and that is to share the good news of the gospel. And, and I think that's lacking all too often. It's real easy to find the negative news, real easy to talk about Pelosi, and it's easy to talk about Schumer. And you, I, I get a million emails a day about the evil things they are going to do to your pension funds. Well, its I don't worry so much about what they're going to do. It's what the banks are going to do down the road when they call on the note. My job here is to give you the good news of the gospel while letting you know what's going on in the world. Call it a countdown to, to our, the return of our Lord if you want. A guy wrote me the other day over the weekend, lives in northern New York, not far from the Canadian border, and is able to hear WRMI and has enjoyed some of the traditional music. They listen at 5950 at 10 p.m., wishing it was also on sooner. Well, that may. I'm working on that too. I'd like to have a second airing earlier that actually reaches that part of New York State and also into Vermont, Maine, uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and even into Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, that region. of the, There's areas that need to be covered, Illinois, and I'm working on trying to find better coverage for those parts of the world. I'll tell you one area that we do not have good coverage in, and that is heading out west. And that's the one thing I'm trying to help out is to get, a, to get a frequency and a combination that can reach to the West Coast. I mean, it can be heard from time to time, but not often. Be nice to be heard on a regular basis in all of California, all of Oregon, all of Washington State, into Canada. By the way, the audience in Canada on, on podcasting is growing. Audience is growing in Europe too, in Germany, and I thank you. And if you listen as a podcast, let me know. You can just send me a direct email. As I tell you, I'm not going to be, not going to be bugging you with a pile of email back. I'm, I'm, I don't do that. I will probably give you a nice, if I get a chance, make a little reply, but you're not going on an email list, just, just so you know. I think it was back on Friday. Got another email from a listener in Utah. Now we are on a, am station am 540 uh w y a h in delta utah and that's at three o'clock local time in the afternoon and have a a listener that reminded me that they are listening there too and it would mean a lot if you're listening on that station am 540 in utah send me that email say i'm listening another person writes who can hear us in northern georgia and, and they're not that far away from where our place is in Northeast Georgia. Listening on 5950 on WRMI. And I think they're somewhere in the coming Georgia area. So we've been getting a lot of emails from from people listening. And I want to thank you as I go through it and I kind of mark it down. What, what frequencies, you know, what station, what time. Uh, also... Some people that, you know, there are times of the day that certain shortwave frequencies could work pretty well even for a daytime airing like at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. And maybe we should do that. The program is normally ready because of distribution by that time. And maybe heading out west to signal real late at night that could still be heard on the east coast or midwest for those that are, shall we say, night owls. I mean, 1 or 2 o'clock the next morning would be 11 o'clock at night or maybe 10 o'clock at night or or 9 o'clock at night on the West Coast. So all this is, is up for discussion, and, and these are important things to do because I believe that shortwave is still a viable option, as many as a lot of folk don't, but I really do. And when people would laugh at me like, oh, you're on shortwave, who listens to that? Then I get all these emails from you, and you encourage me. I do want to change our focus as we go on this week. There are a couple of things in the back of my mind that I, we really need to talk about. And I want to go back to a, a, a what I call a reoccurring theme on this program, and that is to fear not, to fear not. The Bible says that the words fear not appear 365 times. That's what they tell me. And it would make sense. There's more fear nots than love thy neighbor and other things in the Bible. We're, we're, we're not to be a fearful people, but unfortunately a lot of Christians are. So this week we're going to address that topic, and I hope that you'll be with me for that, and as we discuss getting over our fear. The disciples were a fearless people after they received the power of the Holy Spirit. And maybe that's the problem a lot of Christians have today they're trying to do so much on their own power the idea of a virus the idea of all these things confronting people and sharing is just too much what they're lacking is the power of the Holy Spirit and also being armed with God's Word and that is a problem for many people not really understanding and reading and spending time in God's Word it's hard to be let's say a medical doctor or an engineer, if you just look at a book, you know, if you looked at an engineering book and kind of skipped through a few pages of it, and maybe watched a couple of videos on YouTube, is that the person you want doing surgery on you? Well, I saw a a video on how to do an appendectomy, and, and I once read a few chapters of a book. But I can tell you everything you want to know about an appendectomy. Well, many Christians are like that. They haven't really read the book. They don't have the experience. They're too busy doing other things, but they try to tell you everything they know about spirituality and Christianity. And and they wonder why they have a hard time explaining their faith because they don't even understand it themselves. Or how not to have fear. That's something else. And we'll talk about that this week. I really believe, and I pray about this, and I want you to pray with me. I believe that the year 2022 is going to be a very unique and unusual year. And it's not because of the election in the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate and other races next year. To me, it really comes down to we're going to get a little window of opportunity, regardless of how the election comes out. And even if the election is, quote, a good result, don't count on it. Like I said at the beginning of the program, I've been voting for 50 years. and <laughs> Look what good, what, what good has it gotten me. You know, if fixing everything in the ballot box was possible, it would have been done 50 years ago. I have so many people that, that keep saying, Bob, it's going to be great next year when we get the House and the Senate back. Well, we got it back in 2010, we got it back in 1994, we got it back a lot of times. Where did we end up with before it was all said and done? We're worse off today than we were then. So don't look for the ballot box to be your salvation. The ballot box ends up at times to a degree being a reflection of where people's minds are at the moment. I would say in many of these blue states that elect people like a Lori Lightfoot or or uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York and and what have you Murphy in New Jersey. That was a close one. The title turned back. You know, if if the lockdowns and the virus were to subside a bit, watch how fast. You know the they go back to their social voting. It's time for revival in America. That's the only way I can put it. We need revival in this country. We don't need a better election. We don't need just candidates. We don't need just another news network. We need we need revival. And revival always begins with prayer. And I would love for you to pray, start praying for this nation. I, sometimes I know it's hard. I really do. One of the hardest things I ever had to do in my even in my ministry life. You know, you when we pray, pray for the President of the United States, whether you like him or not. You pray for him. The Bible says pray for all those in authorities. It doesn't say pray for those in authorities whose party you agree with. The ones you disagree with probably need the most prayer to begin with. Prayer can do more change than a ballot box can. And it's one of the great tools in God's toolbox that he gave us that we seldom use the way it should be used. We fight it out on Hannity TV. You fight it out with Tucker Carlson. You fight it out on Newsmax. You fight it out on uh, One American Network. You fight it out. Maybe it needs to be fought out in, in the prayer closet. Maybe it needs to be fought maybe this year and into next on our knees. Maybe it needs to be our church is being revived again, where they are changed. You know, there's a lot of what we call woke churches out there, and they really anger me. A righteous anger. And the reason I say that is, you know, they have taken the gospel, they've tossed it aside, they've made a mockery of it, they they preach another gospel that St. Paul calls an anathema. And we need to speak out against it. And so, over the weeks ahead... I want to find that balance for sharing the good news, giving you the news of the day and empower you and prepare you for the life and the things to come. It's going to be a changing time next year. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Would you pray for us? By the way, we will pray for you. We have a On our website, we have a little tab, prayer request. You can contact us and we do pray. You can... Also, let me know what station to listen to. As I said, Bob at Truth2Ponder.com. And if you can, and it would mean the world to me, we have met every month we've been able to pay the airtime bill. If you can help us make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you can mail that to... Ready for the address? truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North that's 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 that's a box number number 3248 5753 Highway 85 North number 3248 and we are in Crestview, Florida Crestview, Florida 32536 Crestview, Florida zip code again is 32536. And until tomorrow, may God richly bless you, is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's
1: Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to
0: Ponder, shining the light of truth. In a darkening world.